0: Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of the CIC Cast. I'm Joel Cookson, and we are very happy. I don't know why I always say we. I am very happy that you've uh, decided to spend a little time with us and listen to another edition of the CIC Cast as we talk a little high school sports here in the state of Connecticut. Another two guest edition of the CIC Cast this week. We're kind of uh, tried this the last time and uh, I kind of enjoyed it so I felt like I, I didn't need to uh, to reach to try to find another guest so we'll just stick with uh, stick with two this week and, and see how it treats us uh, once again. So we've got two folks coming up uh, on this edition of the podcast. We're going to be talking to uh, Dr. Jennifer Monty. Uh, for those of you who don't know or who, whom that name is not uh, familiar, she's uh, one of the most decorated high school basketball players in uh, Connecticut history, was a three-time All-State performer uh, at Ellington High School and a State Player of the Year, and uh, and then went on to play at uh, Harvard as well, and then uh, became a uh, a cardiac uh, a cardi a cardiologist is what she became, and uh, in in uh, in Portland, Maine, and uh, she is going to be the keynote speaker at this year's Scholar Athlete Banquet, which is coming up on Sunday. So we thought it would be a, a, a nice c- time to, to get in touch with her and just get her a little bit of perspective on uh, on being a student athlete at the high school level and the things she gained from. Uh, from her high school athletic experience. so looking forward to that conversation with Dr. Jennifer Monty. And then another one of our uh, uh, an old friend uh, Vicki Fulkerson of the New London Day, always has some interesting stories for us from the world of high school sports as well. So those are those are our two guests this week. I think it may actually be a little bit of a shorter uh, a podcast than, than we sometimes do, but that's all right. It's beautiful weather outside. You don't need uh, to be uh, to necessarily be inside listening to podcasts, although you can certainly take it outside with you. Uh, as well, so Dr. Jennifer Monti and Vicky Fulkerson are our two guests coming up uh, on this edition of the CIC Cast. So before we get to them, as always, we'd like to uh, remind you where you can keep tabs on us uh, and keep tabs on the podcast. First of all, if you enjoy uh, listening to us on iTunes, would love if you would uh, subscribe to us there and also uh, rate us and leave us a review on on the uh, the iTunes there. If that's how you uh, how you get your C-I-A-C-Cast feed. Would love if that was uh, something you would be able to do. Always good for us to know uh, how many folks are checking us out there. So uh, we would appreciate that as well. You can, uh, as I said, subscribe to the C-I-A-C-Cast there. You can also email the C-I-A-C-Cast at C-I-A-C C-A-S, C I A C dot o r g. That's C-I-A-C-Cast at C-A-S-C-I-A-C dot org. A lot of C's, a lot of S's in there, but hopefully you uh, figured all of that out. Uh, Of course, you can also go to CIACsports.com and uh, find the podcast there and also all the other good information uh, uh, there at CIACsports.com as we talk about things we might have missed. I sort of transition informally into things you might have missed. There's a couple good editions of linked up. Also, going to try to have some scholar athlete content. We've got the full list uh, of the scholar athletes who are being honored this Sunday. It's really a remarkable group of uh, of student athletes. Um, it's it's really one of my favorite uh, events that the CIAC, CAS CIAC, puts on every year. These kids are uh, are exceptional in in a lot of different ways and, and really have worked. Worked their butts off to get themselves to uh, to the aqua turf for the scholar athlete banquet. So we hope that uh, you take a little time and, and browse through that list and see who the folk is folks are from uh, from your school and maybe give them a little kudos. Uh, if you want to uh, tweet out some congratulations, we're using the, using the hashtag C, or excuse me, SCHATH17 on Twitter. So that's schath 17 Uh, on Twitter. So that's the hashtag if you want to offer some congratulations. And uh, still looking for information, we're going to be posting at least one story uh, about some of these scholar athletes trying to get uh, learn a little bit more about them. But if you have information about some of those, uh, the scholar athlete from your school and think that their story is worth telling, you can email that uh, to that CIAC cast email address and we'll be happy to uh to try to dig a little deeper and uh, and get some publicity as i said these uh these are just sensational sensational student athletes and, and they've accomplished some big things so look for some good scholar athlete content at ciac as always um what else do we have there? Always encourage folks to look at Tournament Central. Uh, we're a little over, you know, a month and a half away, just over a month, I guess, from uh, kind of the big championship weekend uh, in mid to late, in mid uh, to early June. There, June 9 and 10 is when we're going to have softball, lacrosse, uh, baseball. Uh, what else am I forgetting there? Uh, boys volleyball. All uh, that June 9, 10 uh, championship weekend. So that's a little over a month away. It's coming up quickly. Uh, before you know it. So check out Tournament Central. Get all prepared for that. Sign up for uh, email and text alerts. That is a wonderful way to, uh, to be able to keep tabs of what's going on um, with uh, the, your CIAC tournament. So that's all good stuff there. Of course, follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. Just a few of the ways you can get up-to-date information about uh, all the things that are happening with the CIAC. So that's, uh, that's my spiel. That's my, uh, my story for this week here on the uh, Cast. Of course, we also, before we get to our guests, want to pass along our reminder uh, from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation, and that is about the dangers of distracted driving. They like to say that, that uh, one text or call could wreck it all. Keep the phone away from yourself when you are in the car. It's not worth it. You know, I, I know people who think that uh, it's it's one of these things where you know people probably think oh oh you know yeah that's that's other people I know how to do it I know how to text and drive I know you know I've I've mastered that little uh, that little skill where I can keep my eyes on the road and uh, and text no you can't all right you're, you're putting yourself in jam- in jeopardy you're putting other people in jeopardy it's really, really a dangerous thing. You see people doing it all the time uh, and it drives me crazy i'm sure it drives you crazy out there so don't be one of those folks. Keep the phone away you don't need it when you 're behind the wheel. Uh, you know hand it to your your passengers hand it to somebody else so you're not tempted. Uh, put it in the center console so you can't get at it, put it in your pocket, do whatever you have to do, but don't tempt yourself, please. Uh, Keep yourself safe out there on the road. So that's the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. All of that said, uh, let's get to our guests now. I uh, hope you'll enjoy these conversations. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from these folks and, and talking a little bit to them about some of the things happening in the world of high school sports. As I said, first up, Dr. Jennifer Monty. as I said, one of the uh, the great high school basketball players in Connecticut girls' basketball history, a tremendous competitor, tremendous athlete, a tremendous student, as she went on to uh, compete for the basketball team at Harvard and now a, uh, a physician in, uh, in Portland, Maine, and we're really excited to have her speak. At the Scholar Athlete Banquet this weekend, and I was really excited to uh, to get a chance to talk with her uh, about some of her perspective on high school sports. The 34th annual CAST-CIAC Scholar-Athlete Banquet uh, will be coming up this Sunday, and uh, all of the folks on hand are going to be very fortunate to hear from the person we're about to talk to, is uh, Dr. Jennifer Monti, who is a former uh, high school basketball player in the state of Connecticut, and who will be the, uh, the keynote speaker at the event this weekend. So we're, uh, we're getting to her before uh, all the good folks at Connecticut get to hear from her at, uh, at our event. Dr. Monti, thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. Uh, so just wanted to talk to you a little bit and uh, as, as sort of our keynote speaker and, and a former standout athlete in, in Connecticut high school basketball and um, and someone who has accomplished so much, uh, just kind of wanted to talk to you and, and get a sense from you as, as we head into the big event this weekend. We sort of look for ways to... Uh, honor uh, the scholar athletes and the scholar athlete program and wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, you know some of the things that you remember and and some of the things that you feel like you've gained from from high school athletics so we'll start off with just kind of saying what do you uh, what do you remember most about your time as a high school athlete and uh, remember most and maybe most fondly
1: what I think you remember, especially coming from a town of probably about 8,000 people at the time, is the real sense of community and what are the important parts of making a great experience and mm-hmm. what uh, in contrast you hear from people who maybe had a uh, less good experience. I think what I remember most is that, that tight sense of being rooted for and and supported. Uh, and that I think is pretty unique uh, experience that probably a lot of uh, people in uh, across the athletic community in Connecticut
0: have yeah no question I think that that sort of uh, experience of, of being a part of your high school community is certainly something Um When you were, uh, you know, going back to those days, able to sort of uh, very successfully balance the sort of, you know, school work uh, with the athletics, which is what uh, all of the folks that we're honoring this weekend have also been able to do so successfully, Uh, how do you feel like you were able to to accomplish that at the high school level and then uh, moving on to the college level as well, where you, uh, you know, were a a successful athlete there as well? What were sort of the keys uh, from your perspective to to being able to balance those things? I think it's...
1: uh you know, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Uh, so get, uh, learning those skills early uh, in uh, preparing for a rigorous high school athletic experience really is just imprints you for how you approach the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody in the room on Sunday has, has done that in one way or another, such that their next challenges are just going to be stepwise. Yeah. And they will have already built this sort of wonderful habit and pattern and it's not just in practice, it's actually embedded in their brains now as to how to manage their time and what their expectations are for what, uh, how they get through their day. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's what impresses me most now with some distance from that experience is how important your early imprinting is yeah. for what it means to balance the competing demands of an active, uh, meaningful life.
0: Um, you sort of talk about looking back on it now. How, from, from your perspective now, how important. Do you feel like that athletic participant? You know, athletic participation was both in terms of the the experience, uh, you know, sort of the experience of it in high school, but also in what you've been able to to carry away from it, uh, you know, into into what you've been able to do as a as a professional um, going forward.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think that what you develop is sort of a remarkable uh, resilience and uh, ability to adapt to. Uh, disappointment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think everybody in in the room on Sunday will have lost in one way or another. You know, it's not in a you know academic sphere, but certainly on the playing field. And having those early experiences are essential uh, because bigger difficulties are waiting you know, just yeah. a little bit further down the road. So to have that early experience and to be surrounded by thoughtful mentors and coaches who teach young people how to navigate that is just essential it's sort of having a healthy approach to the challenges that are coming
0: down the road yeah no question do you feel like that's still you know uh still relevant for you at the at this stage of your life and your career even though uh, you may not be uh yeah. involved in athletics in sort of the formal way that you once were
1: yeah yeah it's funny i literally every day I think because of my job as a cardiologist, I think about this a lot because we're often in what I call the fourth quarter situation. Mm-hmm. People ask me, why do you like being a cardiologist? It's because that's where the extremely important decisions can get made in sort of with incomplete information, really in the sort of split second. Um, so I, what I often say to myself is you don't have to know everything at this moment. Right. But you do have to know more than anybody else. So how do you challenge yourself to get to that level of not, not perfect, but excellent? Right. Um, and that's a habit I think that you get from sport that is sort of essential in how I view decision-making. Uh, as a doctor, I'm also comfortable uh, with partial information because you often don't have the luxury of time.
2: Sure.
1: So uh, I think that is a habit that, uh, that athletes are in because right in the course of a game, you're constantly – really subconsciously making decisions with incomplete information about what you're going to do next.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a comfort that I think you can learn uniquely from sport. That would be hard, hard to get in other venues. Not impossible, but just it's it's baked in to the experience of being an athlete.
0: Sure. Yeah. And the ability to uh, to react as well, you know, to to the sort of circumstances as they arise, right. I'm sure, is uh, right. is just as uh, just as relevant for you. And you've sort of hit on a few of these things, but I'll sort of ask the the question kind of formally is, you know, what do you feel like you learned from your athletic participation that maybe uh, you didn't specifically get from the classroom and from sort of the, the, the pure academic experiences that you've had?
1: Yeah, I think there is a real benefit to being physically stressed that feeds into the uh, robust capabilities of the mind. I mm-hmm. mean, And, and um, it's something that I think as you get older, get out of uh, high school or collegiate athletics, you, if you have an athletic temperament, you sort of seek out. You know, it's I think in the, in the person who is maybe in their 30s, they say, you know, if I don't get to go on a run, I'm crazy. I'm temperamental. I can't think clearly. Mm-hmm. That's a consequence of sort of the neural network that has been set up that is used to being stressed in a physical environment and in feeling the rewards of that stress. Uh, in how it informs the sort of complex uh thinking and emotional uh, connections that help your mind get through the day
0: yeah no it's uh it's certainly it's it's unlike uh you know many other elements i think and and many other experiences that folks have certainly lots of different ways to to challenge themselves but athletics kind of has a unique uh unique experience in in terms of what what you can gain from it um i'm curious uh you know obviously you've um yeah, You know, been done a fair amount of, you know, I'm sure kind of speaking to large groups and and, you know, presenting and and things like that as you've gone through your professional career. But I'm curious, uh, you know, why uh, when you received the invitation and and possibly overtures to to be involved in this event and and work as a as the keynote speaker for us at, at the Scholar Athlete? Why was something that wanted, you know, that maybe. Why was, something that, why was that something that you were interested in, in, in coming and speaking for us, and, and what was your reaction when we sort of uh, reached out to you and, and wanted to see if you would be interested in this, uh, in this uh, <laughs> event for us?
1: Yeah, I think that one thing that struck me, with uh, the I was just delighted to receive the invitation. It wasn't that long ago that I was sitting in the room. <laughs> I can imagine from the podium looking out, I would have been at a table about halfway back off to the right. Mm-hmm. So it was such a valuable opportunity to reflect on what's happened since then. Um but also, i it's not that often I get asked to talk about something that is extremely close to your heart. we sure. you know, I might mean, get asked to talk about things professionally, um, but it's really just a, an honor to be asked to talk about this experience that is so intimately tied to who I am as a person uh, that I really jumped at the chance.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any memories of of your uh, experience at the at the scholar athlete event? Uh, and, and what that might have been like, and has and that uh, colored any of your, uh, your preparations as, as you've gone sort of towards the, uh, the, the event this year?
1: Yeah, I think what impressed me was the size of the group and the idea that, yes, you have your sort of excellence in your own town, but that you're intimately connected to these other people mm-hmm. and these other places. In this case, it's by sort of happenstance of geography. but also impressed on me the relatively small size of my town and then also of our state, it uh, made you think. Well, jeepers, if I lived in Texas, you know, <laughs> would I be the the top? You know, female basketball player coming out of Texas? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe. But there's really a unique um, uh, perspective that you get on your own relative size when you sit in a group that big.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, you
1: really see yourself as part of the continuum, not not just the main event.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. And it, it's you know, I, I sort of try to you know, it, it in some ways the the size of the group. I feel like you know, it. it it seems overwhelming and that you kind of say, wow, you know, that's maybe that somehow diminishes the honor but I think it, it in many ways it's it's important to rem to realize that every student there is is really just so exceptional in what they've achieved and, and their story to kind of get themselves there is is sort of mm-hmm. unique and, and tremendous in, in its own way. So I will uh okay. I, I I won't have you uh spoil the speech for those who are gonna be <laughs> uh in attendance this weekend, but I just sort of ask, yeah. you know, what kind of uh you know, message or, you know, things are you sort of planning to, to try and, uh, and hit on and impart right. to, uh, to the folks who will be there this weekend?
1: I think that I, but the thing that I keep coming back to in preparation is thinking about the experience of sport sort of as a love affair, right? Because for many people in their adolescence and coming of age, particularly people who have excelled in an area of sport, that really is their first passion. Mm-hmm. And I really want to, I'm interested in talking about uh, sport in relationship to that feeling. And what that has done like over the course of of a a high school career or a college career but then a professional career that is uh you know may not seem to be tied uh, directly to sports but as a cardiologist actually sort of intimately tied comes up in my life almost every day
0: mm. well we uh we are certainly looking forward to it, and I know it uh it's gonna be a wonderful event as it always is and and certainly a worthy one for for some outstanding uh, students. So, Dr. Monty, we really uh, appreciate your uh, very, very busy, and we know we, uh, we were able to carve out a little bit of time to talk to you, and I, I really appreciate it. And uh, congratulations on, uh, on coming back to the Scholar-Athlete Banquet, and I know the, the students this weekend and, and their families and, and everyone on hand is, uh, is excited to hear from you. So we appreciate no, you, you so uh, taking appreciate a few it. minutes. My pleasure.
1: Take care.
0: Thanks so much to Dr. Monty for being with us. Really enjoyed that conversation. She was able to, uh, obviously, very busy during the day and uh, able to carve out just a few minutes for us, and and we're really appreciative of that. So uh, looking forward to hear what she has to say uh, for all those folks in attendance this weekend at the Scholar Athlete Banquet. And uh, I think that's really going to be a memorable uh, memorable presentation for the athletes and their families and and everyone uh, in attendance there at uh, the AquaTurf on Sunday. Once again, 354, I believe, is the final count uh, for this year's uh, Scholar-Athlete Banquet some sensational student-athletes and and hope you'll, uh, once again, take some time to uh, to learn a little bit about them and and the folks from your school and and give them a shout-out because they really do uh, deserve your praise for all the hard work they've put in. Uh, moving along now, let's talk a little spring sports and some stories that, uh, that our friend Vicki Fulkerson at the New London Day. Always uh, happy to chat with Vicky and, and see what's uh, been catching her attention. So let's talk to, uh, to Vicki Fulkerson, the New London Day. Very happy to have with me on the phone today Vicki Fulkerson of the Day of New London. Vicki does such a great job keeping tabs on all the uh, interesting comings and goings uh, in that part of the state in the world of high school sports. So Vicki, thanks so much for being with us.
3: Oh, thank you
0: so much before we uh, we started recording, we were talking about how what a sprint the uh, the spring season can be and and be overwhelming uh, at times, trying to keep tabs of all the different sports and all the different uh, things that are going on. but wanted to to start off by just saying, you know what are are some of the uh, some of the teams that have really grabbed your attention uh, that maybe people uh, around the state uh, should start to get familiar with here in the spring season as we you know, start to, to move past maybe the halfway point of the season and start looking ahead to, uh, to CIC tournaments. Who are some of the teams that have really caught your eye uh, in the early part of the year here?
3: The, the NFA softball team, um, they, it's not exactly a surprise because they, they played Cheshire in a really close game in the Class Double L tournament at the end of last year, but they sort of returned uh, most of that team. And right now they're ranked third in the state poll. They're eleven and one.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, they they've only lost to Southington. They lost uh, two to one to Southington last week. Uh, it was a, They were down one to nothing, and they came back and tied it. And then they they ended up losing on an unearned run. But it shows that they're they're kind of right in the ballpark in Class Double L um, among the other Class Double L teams playing. Chester close last year playing. Playing Southington close this year,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, they they have a pitcher who um, the, the the coach said last week when I covered them that she's dialed in right now. Um, her name is Beth Fleming. She's going to Ithaca to pitch next year, but the last couple games she's been striking out thirteen to fourteen a game. I don't know, like as the weather heats up, she's gotten better. Um, it, it, but she, she's really fun to watch. Uh, she makes them. You know, right in every game and all yeah. the and all the competitive games uh, to start the season, they um, they they beat Fitch, which was the the reigning uh, Class L state champion, and Fitch had won sixty five straight regular season games, and mm-hmm. so and NFA kind of got the one one upsmanship you know award for for the first week of the season. They they play again this week, so I don't know if. Which has improved since then. We'll see. Uh, the score was ten to five in that first game, and if they beat them, um, they they have an all-state center fielder who's only a sophomore. She made all-state as a freshman. Haley Schrader. Um, they have a they have a really good catcher, uh, Shay Gendron Her name is, and she's just like a really tough kid. She's a good hitting catcher. She hit some bombs last week when I saw them play against Waterford, and uh, she also threw out a runner and. Uh, caught a foul tip, like kind of popped up out of her crouch and caught a foul tip. She's just like a really tough kid, and so so they're looking like a team that's going to be in the mix right until the end in Class Double L in softball.
0: Yeah, no question. As you said, they uh, the the softball uh, softball has been uh, sort of a standout in in your part of the state, I know, and that's certainly one of the beats that you're on. And that uh, that Fitch team has been a perennial uh, a perennial force yeah. in the uh, the state tournaments, and now NFA it seems. Uh, kind of uh kind of you uh you know upstaging them a little bit at least at this part of the year. Uh any other teams yes, that so uh far. you know we mentioned all those sports uh in the spring season anything else that's jumped out at you uh in terms of uh you know teams that uh, that have really caught your attention.
3: Um a, cu- a couple th- a couple things for teams uh well um uh, st- sticking with softball for a quick second there's mm-hmm. there's a girl for Stonington, uh Abby Flakes her name is uh she has 14 home runs so far. <laughs> wow. So like halfway through the season and I um I I asked the coach yesterday cuz she she hit two yesterday against um against New London yesterday she hit two. Uh they both sailed over the left fielder's head pretty good. And I asked the coach, "Have you ever seen anything like that before?" 14 yeah. home runs and she she said, "No, usually the whole team has like five combined by the end of the season." She's like, "I don't know where one kid Gets fourteen. That's a that's yeah. That's a pretty good one season two, so far. One or two a game all season. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. Uh. T- team wise, uh. The t- a couple Saturdays ago, I went to see the Old Lyme girls lacrosse team, and they beat Canton. Um. Which it, Canton was last year's Class S champion, and Old Lyme beat them eleven to ten in overtime. That oh, was a really good game. Mm-hmm. So. So they're they're on the map. Uh, lacrosse wise girls lacrosse wise that it was really exciting it was on the grass at old lime it it was a little rainy a little muddy uh canton you know was used to playing on turf they they went to take a couple shots and fell in the mud so i don't think they were particularly thrilled (laughs) it it was a really good game and it it was a really hard-fought game it wasn't it was more like a boys game with the with the checking and the stick checks, and somebody would be running down the field, and they would just get the ball knocked out of their sticks. It was, it was really exciting girls lacrosse.
0: Very good. So uh, one of the other reasons we like to uh, to get on the phone with Vicky is I know she uh, maybe more, or I shouldn't say more, but as much as any uh, reporter that we talk to, she really kind of loves the 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 sort of feature stories and and getting to know some of these student athletes and kind of telling their their amazing stories. So we always like to get on the phone with Vicky and and see what uh what kind of stories or are interesting uh interesting things she's dug up uh lately. So Vicky uh I'll, I'll just open up the floor to you and say what uh what kind of features <laughs> or interesting stories or, or things that have really captivated you thus far? Have you uh, have you discovered uh in covering uh the spring season thus far?
3: Um well I had a i I wrote a story uh, last week that I've been waiting to write since the fall. Um, we, we have a girl at Old Lyme, a senior at Old Lyme. Her name is Callie O'Neill.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, she's a senior. She's going to row at UMass, um, but she she was MVP of the Class S state soccer championship game. She scored the only goal. They beat Old Saybrook one to nothing in the for the Class S championship. It was their second straight Class S championship. So she's been on. Back-to-back uh, title uh, games for soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I interviewed her the day before, and she said how her sister had played in Old Lyme's last state championship. Be- you know, before this, she said when she was a little girl, her sister Caitlin played for Old Lyme when they. And she was the ball girl. So I looked up the sister, and it turned the row,
2: which
3: I never knew like. I, co- I cover cover line but I never wrote that Alex and um and so and so now K- Callie is following in her footsteps in rowing and going to UMass but mm-hmm. then they were both on state so- soccer championship teams too and at, at the minute and like they're 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 both so well spoken and and gracious to talk to yeah and then uh, uh, um and then on top of it so I so I found that out before the game, and then she scores the game winning goal and and wins MVP and gets to go to the all state banquet and everything. So I, I've just kind of been waiting till spring to, to write like a rowing story about her. Yeah, b- because soccer was over, obviously. So I was waiting to to spring to write the to write it for rowing season. But she's an, just an amazing kid. She. She has been. She finished second in the nationals in rowing last year in four. She won the state championship in rowing. She's won two soccer state championships. Uh, she she said she couldn't meet with me um, on a certain Friday because she was working on a on her senior project. So I just said, "Oh, what's your senior project?" Um, her senior project was going to a place where she learned how to get. In, in a simulated plane crash with a simulated plane upside down <laughs> in the dark with with uh with fake rain and wind being piped in, how to escape from a plane. That was her senior <laughs> project. Like she she's just like above and beyond um you know, amazing. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. She, she's just so they're they're so well spoken and, and uh so I talked to her sister on the phone for the story. I was gonna do other stuff, talk to the coach, maybe you know, um, talked to the dad, their dad, uh, Patrick, who was a great guy. And, um, and after I talked to the two sisters, I just decided to make it about them because mm-hmm. they're, they they have such affection for each other. And, um, Caitlin, the old, the oldest sister works in Boston now. She said th- there's a six year difference between them. She's six years older. She said, but I, I look I look up to Callie as well, because she's such a, a, a great person and a, Accomplished, you know, student and yeah. uh, student athlete, and accomplished sister. I guess that sure they had such genuine respect and affection for each other that it it really came across well. It was there. It was a good
0: story? Yeah, no, it, uh, that, that's, that story was... Not because was, I wrote it. Well, you? no, it was. Uh, <laughs> that, that story and is one I included, uh, and not as a shameless plug for me, but uh, in our latest uh, CIAC uh, linked <laughs> up. And I think that's what, uh, what prompted me to, to reach out and get on the phone with you because it was such a, a great story of, uh, and though obviously rowing not a CIAC sport, but as you say, she did uh, help power them to a CIAC uh, soccer championship in, in the fall. Uh, but yeah, r- really an impressive, uh, impressive young woman, and uh, that that's certainly uh, shown through in the story. Any others that uh, any others that, you know? Great kids, great stories that uh, that have jumped out to you uh, in the spring th- thus far that you've been able to report on. Uh,
2: uh,
3: so something inter- interesting happened last Friday. Um, I, I went to the Ledyard Invitational relays for track last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that kind of most of our local teams are there, and it, it kind of gives you a sense of of you know what's to come maybe for the when when we get to the matchups for the ECC titles you, you get gets it like a little early season taste for the ECC track so um, and, and they 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 have some events there that aren't traditional events like they have shuttle hurdles and they have like a weight persons relay just like some kind of fun events mm-hmm. that you sort of like skip over like that, you know so. They added a new one this year, and it was a, a co-ed by 400 relay. Yeah. And I, I kind of just thought, like, oh, that's just another, you know, goofy event that they have that, you know, just for fun, to make it fun for the kids. And I didn't really put it on the photo assignment. I signed a photo that day, and, you know, I put the javelin thrower on there and the pole vaulter, but I just thought this was, you know, kind of just a fun thing. Right. So all of a sudden – um so Montville puts together a, four by, a co-ed 4x400 four relay team <laughs> that has um, uh, Mady Whitaker, who is our who is our cross-country runner of the year this past year, mm-hmm. Rachel Marchini, who is um, going to play soccer at UConn next year, and then the two boys on it were Greg Clark, who is a junior, and Nick Strickland, who is a senior, and he's going to Southern. His his sister, Kaya, goes to Southern, and he's going there to run track also. And he ran a season-best split of 49-9 um, in, in the anchor leg of it, and they put together a time of 347.9 with, wow. between the boys and the girls. So just, just to give you an idea, last year Gr- Greg and Nick were on the ECC champion 4x4 team for the boys, and their winning time was three twenty nine eighty one. <laughs> so you threw the girls in, and they they only lost like less than twenty seconds with the with the two girls. It was such a competitive team; they blew everybody away. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nick ran a Nick ran a PR in his leg. Came across the finish line, collapsed in a heap. Like they they just put so much effort and pride into it that. It, it. i ended up writing my story about that even though it wasn't one of the normal events right just because it, it was such a, a a amazing collection of talent and 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 kids you know yeah athletes they they were they were so good at it it was and i think montville's b team finished third too so montville has some good 400 runners <laughs> boys and girls and it it was just fun they they were so proud to run together and supportive of you know the boys supportive of the girls and and vice
0: versa yeah that's a lot so that of fun, fun you cover. see some of that uh, some of that stuff i think track and field maybe among the more uh, sort of supportive and uh, communal teams that you get but that's a fun story to be able to uh, to see all that uh, to come together in an event like that that is a lot of fun well.
3: yeah and and the, the the montville boys are undefeated and they're you know, in contention for the ECC championship, so that'll be interesting to follow them. They they didn't have as great of a season last year, and he said that they, you know, they're just kind of older and 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 also in, in indoor track, Montville is in, they have in the ECC they have two different meets for indoor track, the the large schools and the small schools. So Montville kids don't compete against say East Lyme and NFA for right. the ECC title. They they win their own title. They win the small title, and then, you know, East and NFA and Ledger win the large title. So you don't get to see, like, we cover both meets, but you don't, they just don't c- compare the two divisions. Yeah. And in the spring, they all run together against each other for the ECC championship. So it, it makes it kind of interesting because now here all, all of a sudden uh, comes, you know, Nick Strickland maybe maybe could win the 400 o- overall for outdoor so it, it it was just good to um, see. You know, I don't know, it's something
0: different. Yeah, no question about it. Well, Vicki, we, uh, we always appreciate getting on the phone with you and hearing some of the interesting things happening uh, in, in your part of the state, as I said. I know you love uh, getting to know some of these kids and kind of sharing their interesting stories, and that's why we, uh, we like getting on the phone with you. So good luck uh, keeping huh. pace with all the interesting things and excitement going on with the spring <laughs> season, and we'll, uh, I, I'm sure, maybe catch up with you uh, once it all wraps up uh, uh, during championship time. So thanks so much for joining us.
3: Thank you, thank you so much, Joel. I do
0: enjoy it. <laughs> thank you so much, Vicky. Love talking to her. She really, uh, as much as anybody, I think, uh, covering high school sports. And there are, you know, uh, we have so many people on, uh, so many media folks on, who do just a wonderful job. Uh, on the high school sports beat in the state of Connecticut. Too many to even begin to name them all. You know who I'm talking about. You know who uh, who's doing great work out there, and there are so, so many of them. But I think as, as much as anybody, Vicky really seems to uh, be drawn to those kind of human interest stories and, and really loves getting to to know and to write about the kids. So that's uh, one of the things we love uh, bringing her on to talk about those things. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll hopefully be doing that again with Vicky, maybe at the conclusion of the spring season, but uh, we're starting to get into that tournament time. So the next edition of the CIC Cast, I I imagine we'll start turning our attention, uh, focusing in on some of those spring sports and and tournaments and and what might be in store as we head into those spring championships. So remember to go to Tournament Central and be all prepared for that. Get a look at the the potential rankings, where things stand at this point. Look at uh, schedules, get a feel for when the championships are going to be. We hope to get some nice weather, some nice attendance at all of our championship events this year. And uh, CICSports.com, of course. Once again, subscribe to the uh, to the podcast. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating there. We would love that if you uh, if that's how you get your uh, CIC cast. Otherwise, uh, CICSports.com at CISC sports on Twitter. Remember that hashtag for the scholar athlete banquet is hashtag S C H A T H 17. I hope you'll use that as well as we go through the, uh, the event this weekend, facebook.com slash sports. And, um, What's left? The email address, ciaccast at c-a-s-c-i-a-c dot O-R-G. Those are all the great ways you can keep in touch with us, keep tabs on what's happening around the world of the CIAC. So once again, I am Joel Cookson. We thank you for uh, listening. Hope you enjoyed this, uh, this edition of the CIAC cast, and we sincerely hope you'll be back with us next time for another edition of the CIAC cast. Have a great weekend, folks. <laughs>